most business owners, which I think, well, I think it's true what he believes, pay themselves last. So they pay everybody else first, and then if there's anything left in the, the pot at the end of the month, that's what they get paid. And sometimes there's nothing left in the pot, so they don't get paid. And I believe entrepreneurs and business owners are the most important asset in the business. So they should be paid first. Hello and welcome to The Entrepreneur Journey. My name is Susan Crichton and I'm your host for today. I'm prone to labyrinthitis. Now, for those of you that don't know what labyrinthitis is, it's an inner ear infection. I've had it for over 20 years now. The very first time I got it was very frightening. The circumstances surrounding it had been quite stressful time. We were moving house, and I'm sure you understand moving house is a very stressful time. They say it's up there with one of the top five. And we had decided that we were going to do it ourselves to a certain extent. We were going to do all the packing ourselves. We were going to get a small local company to help us move. And we were going to do the unpacking ourselves. So it was quite stressful. We moved on the Friday and it all went okay. It went fine. And then on the Saturday at the time, my husband played cricket. He played cricket for a cr uh, cricket team. Of course, he played cricket for a cricket team. And my sons, who were quite young, used to go with them to the cricket matches because they used to love going and spending time with their dad. So this cricket match was away. It wasn't at the local pitch or whatever it is that it's cricket is called. So he left early in the morning. I decided that I was going to spend the day unpacking some of the boxes. And I suddenly started to feel really, really dizzy. I mean, really dizzy. The only way I can explain it is it's a bit like you're absolutely, you've had far too much to drink, the room's spinning. So it's it's that sort of feeling where you just need to lie flat. So you haven't had any of the fun of getting drunk You've just got the effects of the feeling of the really, really dizziness. Now, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was really quite worried because I thought I was dying. I mean, I'm, I'm not over dramatic or anything, but I did feel really, really bad. And only way that I could stop the spinning was to lie flat and not move my head. Because if I moved my head in any direction, then the whole room sort of, and I'm sure you can imagine you feel sick. I remember getting up and going to the toilet and thinking maybe if I just am sick, then that might stop it. But it, it's nothing to do with that. It's all to do with the inner ear. And you know, the inner ear is your balance. But I didn't know any of that at the time. So by the time that my husband came home with the kids, I was lying on the bed. I'd been there for a number of hours, feeling very sorry for myself, not knowing what was wrong, and saying to him, I think I'm dying, I think I'm dying, because, you know. Anyway, he got in touch with doctor. Obviously, it was a Saturday, so it had to be an emergency doctor who came out, who prescribed it straight away, got it straight away, said it was labyrinthitis, gave me some pills, 
the pills didn't kick in straight away. It took about a week, maybe two weeks that first time for the dizziness to eventually go. Um, but from then on, I'm prone to it. Now, I now know that it comes on when I'm tired, when I've been doing too much, when I've maybe been burning the candle at both ends, but not in a, a joyous, happy way. It might be because I'm working too hard. And because it's been so many years that I've been prone to it, I kind of know the the little telltale signs that it's coming on. So I get little sort of, I call them little taps on my shoulder that I think, okay, the labyrinthitis is about to start. And I'm lucky because my doctor allows me a prescription of the pills, which help when it does come for me to have a set of pills in my jar here. So as soon as I start to feel it coming on, I can take the pills and I can stop it before it gets really bad. And I haven't had a bad case of it because of that until last week. Now, I've seen consultants and everything about this. And one of the consultants that I saw had said to me, because it's to do with your inner ear, sometimes it can be the way you move your head. And there are now theories that the way you move your head can bring it on, because if you move your head in a certain way, then that can do something with the inner ear. I'm not quite sure. It's not, I'm not technical enough. That it will bring on the labyrinthitis. But the reverse is also true. You can then move your head in a certain ways and it can stop the labyrinthitis. I never got to the, the finding out how to stop it by moving my head. But anyway, so this I'll explain. I was in bed, woke up, turned over and boom, the labyrinthitis hit in. Dizziness hit in. I could feel it straight away. So when I got up and I got up, and I thought, I'll just go and take my pills, go back to bed, lie still, and it will be fine by the time I get up in the morning, because this was in the middle of the night sort of thing. So I got up, but I knew as soon as I was up, it wasn't a serious attack. It wasn't a, it was, it was quite a bad attack, because you stagger, you know, you act like you're drunk because your, your sense of balance is gone. So I was staggering and bumping into things. I went and took the pills, went back to bed, lay flat. When I got up in the morning, it was still kind of there and I knew it, was, it wasn't it was going to be a good day. So I checked my calendar and luckily, to a certain extent, it was a day where I had planned to do work. I didn't have meetings as such. So I'd scheduled lots of work that I wanted to do. I think I had one meeting. So I got my husband. The thing about labyrinthitis is you can't read I can't really look at the screen. It makes it impossible to work. So I got my husband to, when he got up, I said to him, I've got a bad case. And he he always goes, oh, no, okay. So you're just taking today off. And I said, yes, I'm just going to relax today because I find that's the only way to stop it. You have to sort of totally chill. I'm going to take today off. I'm going to take the pills. And hopefully by tomorrow, it'll be controllable with the pills that I can go back to work. But I've got one appointment, so he went online, cancelled the appointment, rearranged it for the next day. So I spent the day, because I can't read, I can't sit in front of the computer, 
I don't really want to lie on my bed and not do anything. So I sat on the sofa and binge-watched Ted Lasso because I'd heard it was good and I thought this is an ideal opportunity for me to do it. And that's what I did. I sat on the sofa and binge-watched Ted Lasso and I loved it, absolutely loved it. But when I was watching it, I was thinking, he reminds me so much of Pollyanna. I don't know if you if you know the story about Pollyanna. I think it's an American story where it's about a young girl who's very optimistic, sees the best in everything, is very positive about everything, goes to stay with an aunt, I think it is. It's definitely a relative, but I think it's an aunt who is very cynical. You know, everything's quite black, pessimistic. And Pollyanna um, changes her view of things because everything is positive, Pollyanna. And with Ted Lasso, everything is positive. You know, it's a positive spin on everything. So it reminded me a lot of Pollyanna. But also, when you watch it, I don't know if you've seen it, but when you watch it, there's a lot of nods towards Richard Curtis. You know, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, the way, because it's shot in London, in a borough of London called Richmond, I think there's a lot of nods to Richard Curtis. And I just thought it, it was making me think how interesting it is that creative people can pinch things, you know, can take things from other things and use it as a homage. And I was thinking, why can't we do that with business? And I think sometimes we can. And as money coach, I do. I pinch a lot of things from a lot of sources to help my clients with their entrepreneurial journey. And I'll give you, for instance, one of the things that I do is the 1% rule. Now, the 1% rule comes up a lot in business books, if you read a lot of business books. The first time I probably came into contact with it was Mike Michalowicz's Profit First. Now, I'm a big believer in Profit First. I don't know if you've read the book. But he talks about putting yourself first, paying yourself first, in other words. So putting and the 1% with him comes in where he says, take 1% of your turnover and put it into a, a separate pot, a separate bank account for you. His big aim is to end entrepreneurial poverty because he believes that most business owners, I think it's true what he believes, pay themselves last. So they pay everybody else first. And then if there's anything left in the, the pot at the end of the month, that's what they get paid. And sometimes there's nothing left in the pot, so they don't get paid. And I believe entrepreneurs and business owners are the most important asset in the business. So they should be paid first. And this whole 1% with Mike is you take the 1% of the profit, of the sales, before, as soon as you get the sales income in, take 1% of it and you put it into a pot. And that's for you as the entrepreneur. They start off with 1%. Now you can change it to 2%, 3%, 5%, 10%. But obviously, if you're taking 1% of turnover, then you have to find that 1% somewhere else in the business. 
And more often than not, you can find 1%. Sometimes you can find 5%. Sometimes you can find 10%. And as a money coach, we will look at ways of how to find that money. So that's one of the 1% that I came across. But um, John Lamberton also talks about um, 1%, but he talks about it in the way of time. He says you can make your business 1% better. Just find that 1% element of time every day to make your business 1% better. Another person who talks about it is Michael Heppel, but he talks about 17 minutes in his book called 17. So he says if you take 17 minutes every day, you can achieve something. And they both talk about the length of time that it takes. And they both say, John Lamberton and Michael Heppel talk about 90 days. They say if you you make the decision to 1% of time or 17 minutes over 90 days, you can achieve something. And as a money coach, one of the things we look at is where do you want to be? You know, where are you just now in your business? But where do you want to be? I use vision boards to do that so that we can visualize it. And then when we know where you want to be, you pick up to three things. And that's what we we work on over the 90 days. Now, we say up to three things. John says up to three things. And Michael says up to three things. I think three things is, is doable. But... It it depends on you. It could just be one thing. And another person who also, to a certain extent, talks about 1% is James Clear in Atomic Habits. He talks about building habits, but starting small, doing a little thing, and then gradually increasing it. And as a money coach, I talk about your habits as well. So it's it's quite interesting. I'm pulling lots of sources together and paying homage of them and telling you how you can then use them in your business to get better, to get to where you want to go. If that's something that you're interested in learning about and talking about, because at the end of the day, it's great to sort of have the theory but you need to actually put it into practice and you need to have strategies to put it into practice, but you also need to be held accountable to put it into practice. And that's where a money coach comes in because the money coach holds you accountable. So we we can agree what the goal is over the next 90 days. We can strategize how we're going to get to that goal how we're going to achieve it and how, because at the end of the day, you are the one that has to do it, how you are going to do it. And I can hold you accountable to do it. If that interests you, then get in touch. My name's Susan Crichton. I'm a money coach for entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening.